college can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Hello, hello. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Scott and Nick again. Welcome to Wednesday night. Gosh bless. Uh, Carl couldn't go last night. Luke couldn't go last night. So, Nick and Scott for the seventh show of the week sixth show of the week something like that Who's i don't counting? have anything else to do no i uh it was it's it's nice uh only one practice tonight so yeah. for the boy and then uh, my wife's going to get the girl so uh we're i'm available here we are and uh are. and nick i'll tell you what reading through uh and the, the press conferences today and, and all the talk there's some excited this was a good day you know yeah. we we're talking it's like We'll get into it all, but I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I am excited about Broncos football. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, man, football's right around the corner. We are, gosh, what is it? One seven days, about two and a half weeks until real football uh, is here. A uh, Monday night football Broncos at Seattle coming here. I will be at the game. If you guys are at the game, holla at your guy on Twitter. But uh, yeah, welcome in Wednesday night. Luke cannot be here. Luke took a little spill on his Harley, so he's taking it easier this week. So Scott was luckily in, uh, nice enough. That sounds to... better than slipping in the bathtub anyway. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's uh, well, <laughs> Godspeed, Luke. Uh, he's been dealing with some stuff, so we'll see. he'll be back again soon, full strength. But uh, send him some good vibes. But uh, Scott and Nick again, hanging out, talking some Broncos football. Hopefully, it's you guys aren't tired of us. I know I'm not tired of you guys, especially Dylan Von Ark's coming in, saying "Sup, Broncos country." Make sure you guys hit that like button on the way in, and all caps subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you so much, Dylan. We appreciate you. We also got with first no fear saying good evening, Nick and Scott, and all the Broncos country. Uh, we also got the hello with first no fear. Um, boot diamond rattler saying boom let's ride diamond hope you're doing well kevin gray coming in i think we answered this question last night two nights ago and then it was in the comments so i'm 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 feeling you know, they're even like stickers and emojis about gelling you know i'm okay. gelling are you gelling we're gelling who's magellan uh, so i'm like all right are we being trolled now gelling like a felon uh who knows um i'm more of a moose guy myself for my hair gels kind of you know in the ni- early 2000s no how many weeks for the team to gel it's hard to say. New scheme, new quarterback. Uh, as long as they are healthy and rolling come the last six weeks of the season, they're able to, you know, string along some talent early on. You hope they're gelling. But what even is gelling? You know, is that, are we a Dr. Scholl's ad now? What's going on? And every team's different. Yeah. You know, some are right away, some not at all. Some peak in the middle of the season and then fall off. Uh, yep. So it all it all is different. Um, and then uh, Nick D says, if Billy Turner isn't actually 100% by week one, 
I don't want him playing. Yeah, you want him for the long haul. I agree with you on, on that one, Nick. And Kathy coming in. said, good evening, breakfast for dinner, dudes. Yeah, I, I just finished my two bowls of cereal. So my breakfast for dinner, it's pretty standard. Uh, did I see something about a setback for Billy Turner? Uh, you did, and it was he has not had a setback for Billy Turner, and he will be at a practice. So it was good news. That came out yesterday, uh, unless something has happened today that I haven't seen. And uh, I don't think it has. So the the question was, did, did Billy Turner suffer a setback and will he practice? That was yesterday. And uh, Nathaniel Hackett says he did not suffer a setback and he will be practicing. So all good things. All good things for Billy Turner. Yeah, and the Broncos are going to need him. Calvin Anderson has been swing tackle-esque uh, there this year at right tackle. I think they set him up. You know, he had a golden opportunity to take it and run with it. And just from what I've heard and what I've seen, just been eh. So fine as your guy who can come in and play right tackle or left tackle, preferably uh, in case of injury. Um, actually, not preferably. You'd rather not have that. But um, you have Tom Compton coming back. You want Billy Turner being your starting right tackle, though. He looks like a really good option as your third right tackle. You know, I mean, I thought yeah. he's looked. If you set your expectations to be like, okay, they brought in two guys to compete for the right tackle spot, and one of them wasn't Calvin Anderson. No. In that context, he's looked okay. You know, yeah. I mean, this is this is your third guy. He's a third stringer there that is is starting. You don't want that. You want Billy Turner and Tom Compton working for that position. So in that context, Calvin Anderson has been okay. Yep. But I don't want him starting at right tackle. <laughs> yeah. I like him ideally. as a depth piece, and that's what he was signed for. He he was signed to be a depth piece, not to be a starter. At least yep. that's my understanding of it, Nick. Nope, brought him in, developed him. Uh, him and Bulls are really close. Uh, I think he's best as your third string right tackle and your second string left tackle um, for just his comfort, uh, comfortability, comfort at the position, at least how it looks for me. Um, we got Phil McLaughlin coming in saying good evening, Nick and Scott. Hashtag let's ride. Hashtag MHH for life. Uh, thank you so much for the stars, Phil, for getting us the ball rolling here today. Happy hump day to you. And uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, appreciate the stars, Phil. And one of those good news pieces today, um, was it looks like Albert, uh, like this is from Albert Knoppers. Thank you for coming in, Albert. Good to see you. He says, it looks like KJ Hamler will get some reps. Nice target for Rippin. So lots of news in the press conference today, which, you know, mm -hmm. usually there's just not a lot going on in a press conference. So this was actually a, a, a good day for that type of stuff. And God bless Nathaniel Hackett for it. Uh, he's not out there trading state secrets. He's mm -hmm. talking football. Uh, that Brett Rippin has deserved a shot and that, we could see KJ Hamler if he they're going to discuss that with KJ himself. Do you think you need to be out there to feel like you're ready? I would imagine KJ is going to say, yeah, you know, I, I want to get out there and let's get this over with. It'll be it'll be a little nerve wracking for him at first. I'm sure it'll help that he's been through this before. Uh, but let's let's get him out there. I want to see him out there in the preseason. If he's healthy, let's get him some live reps uh, in, in the preseason. It's it's a little ironic to me, Nick. You know, the coaches complain about lack of contact of practice and not enough practice time and everything's gone soft, this, that, and the other, but nobody wants to play preseason games. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a little contradictory to me. Get off my lawn. That's what I hear. Uh, you know, it's the new age of football and it's on these players to be adults. You know, they're going from the high school level where the teacher's leading them through lectures versus here are your slides. You need to know this stuff. I'm not covering it, but it will be on the test. Uh, you need these guys to be professionals and um, the smart players. And that, that's why you want to be drafting football players, not just athletes, uh, people who are students of the game. So that way you can do higher concept stuff and not have to risk 
injury out there having to go through the same simple install over and over and over again. Uh, Dave Glassman coming in saying light on stars, but we'll get you next week. We're going to hold you to that, Dave. No, it's okay, Dave. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, we saw Dave, you. Come we love in. you. We appreciate yeah. you being in here. We saw you come in late last night. I think as yes. we were hitting the exit button says, Hey, these are the last of my stars. Well, thank you for spending your time and some of your resources with us. Again, I, yeah. I say that's, that's very humbling to a couple of schmoes like me and Nick. Yeah. Couple of schmoes indeed. Uh, we also got Gary Leeds Palmer, no sh- no schmo here, uh, saying good evening, Nick and Scott. Any roster predictions? Broncos country uh, hash or exclamation point Bronco go Broncos. Let's ride. Uh, Scott, any bold roster predictions? Yes, I don't know how bold they are. Uh, my eyes lit up like this when I was reading through the quotes today. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, his uh Nathaniel Hackett was asked about wide receivers Kendall Hinton and Seth Williams. Um, he talks them up, you know, did this, did that, good things, and then finishes it off. I think all of these guys have a chance to be able to play in the NFL. Maybe not here. He didn't say have a chance to play for the Denver Broncos. He said have a chance to play in the NFL. And that was on Kendall Hinton and Seth Williams. Ooh. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Uh, That says to me... You know, Freud says there are no accidents, there are no slips. That says to me, like, he's almost already prepared the speech for those guys. Yeah. Um, Come cut down day. Hey, you guys have done some great things here. You've got a great chance to be in the league. Unfortunately, it's not, it it can't be with us. NFL limits, how many guys we're going to have. You will find a spot in the NFL somewhere because you're good players. That one caught my attention today, Nick. Yeah, I think that just based on what I've heard and what we've seen, Seth Williams specifically probably practice squad or waived uh, elsewhere with uh, Brandon Johnson surpassing him, um, who's, what was he, Southwest Missouri State, Northwest Missouri State? or No, he went to UCF, I think, actually. But regardless, uh, he seems to have surpassed uh, Seth Williams. They're getting a lot of first-team reps in practice and uh, early reps in the Bills game. Not sure about Kendall Hinton. He was out to the first reps, but the one name that I think we keep forgetting about just because he's not been dynamic in, we haven't seen him in preseason, hasn't really been dynamic in games, but 
I just keep hearing about what a dynamic special teams player he is, and that's Tyree Cleveland. So that might be the – if you're talking about your sixth wide receiver there, maybe they're going to value the guy who's an exceptional gunner versus the Hall of Famer, <laughs> Kendall Hinton. So we'll Okay, so where does that put us saying Bassey? Is he safe as a cornerback? Because he's – or you need two gunners, okay? So yeah. y- you do. Uh, and I saying Bassey's pretty good in that role also. Um, can you afford to carry two guys in that spot that aren't necessarily – contributing in other areas i don't know if a saying bassi is a dynamic enough athlete to you know get past that first guy and then sprint down the field uh has a hard time calling uh following crossers i think you're more likely to see uh jr reed in that role for his uh special teams contribution than you are saying bassi but uh will be interesting the other thing is uh being a defensive back a saying bassi is super limited in his role in the backfield he's slot only and i think that's a detriment even if he, he'd have to be a special special teams player you know an avery williamson kind of right. guy and he's not that so uh and, and clee comes and he says freud also said i'm hot for teacher or maybe that was someone else no that was definitely someone else clee that was the doctor david lee roth mm. <laughs> of course uh we got zach <laughs> uh viginolo coming in here saying good evening broncos country let's ride good to see you and Donald saying, I'll be at the game Monday night at Seattle. Can't wait. Let's ride. All right, Donald. Let's uh, head up, man. Seattle is beautiful that time of year. Hopefully no uh, wildfire smoke. But it uh, should be a great game. And I am not sure how soon I'm going to get there, where I'm going to go, et cetera, et cetera. I need to do some research on that. But uh, damn, I'm excited for it. And uh, not to bring up my bad juju, but I've been to seven, six or seven Broncos game, and I've never seen them win a game live. So uh, uh-oh. we'll find out here. You go to that game. I'll bet on the Seahawks. The reverse my jinx. juju is much worse than yours. I promise you. I'll bet on uh. the Seahawks straight up to win. Money in the bank for the Broncos. <laughs> Mine, my, the, the Skinnity curse will definitely out. It, it's been a lot. It's around longer. I mean, it's just yeah. it's an age thing. For sure. I, it's, my percentage is pretty darn high, though, unfortunately. Although I've seen them almost only play good teams. Um, so that is what shots it is. Shots fired. Yeah, well... I mean, like teams where it's like a, it's a <laughs> coin flip if they're going to win or not. Um, no, so, I'm teasing. Yeah, but yeah. They, I've seen them only play good teams. And they haven't played a team like Seattle. Yeah, I mean, Seattle's not That's very good. That's what I mean by that. You, yeah. you, you were so innocent with it, you didn't even get the joke. No, I, that happens most of the time. Uh, Big E Broncos saying, <laughs> what a treat we're getting Broncos for breakfast for dinner. Two nights in a row. Absolutely. Eggs, it's what's for dinner. Uh, we got Michael Ronquillo coming in. Good evening, Nick and Scott. On the Mile High Insiders, let's ride and go Broncos. Also, Tyler's going to say, me too, Donald, going to the game. Good to see you. Um, we have Nick D saying, I think KJ Hamler needs to play preseason so he can still prove he's as fast as he was. Virgil has the exact same speed as him, but is taller. Uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, Nick. I don't think the speed is similar for uh, Virgil as it is for KJ Hamler. And Jalen's much more of a straight. It's, it's why he's such a good gunner. He's a straight line kind of guy, sprint down the field, track kind of guy where Hamler is jitterbug explosive, you know, quick start and stop ability. Saw him running routes out there today and uh, still look pretty fast to me. So got to stay healthy. I'd be fine with him, you know, getting out there and even just stretching his legs a little bit. You know, don't even get him the ball. Just two series. You're going to run a couple slot fades, a couple nines, maybe a couple crossing routes. If it gets to you, that's great. But uh, we really just want you to kind of feel what it's like to go against another opponent again, rather than just these practice reps. Yeah. And if the knee is structurally sound, then it's the mental part part that you want to get out there and get hit, stick your foot in the ground and cut and be like, okay, I'm going to be okay. And get that by you because your brain will play tricks on you for sure. Um, So get that, get that behind you. And and again, he's had, he's had the experience of going through this. So he'll be ahead of some guys, but 
you know, it's typically an 18 month before you are 100 uh, percent mm-hmm. after an ACL. And this is a second one. So and some stuff, as we've said. So God bless him. If he comes back to, you know, becoming the same athlete that he was. But even if he's 95 percent, that's still more than most. So he's someone we're absolutely rooting for. And it sounded like he could get a shot this week which if he's ready, great. And I don't think they're going to put him out there after all this, if he's not ready to go. Yeah. Nope. I mean, just kind of taking the training wheels off a little bit and, uh, you know, letting that baby run. Uh, we got Dave from Georgia coming in here saying, sup Broncos country. Good to see you, Dave. Uh, Tyler also comes in here and says, I know it's just preseason, but did Evero have a bad game calling plays, putting us in a not, uh, putting us in not advantageous plays. Uh, Scott, this is obviously for the bills game. I'm going to take this first and just say when the bills are, running for, you know, six yards of carry and two, 200 yards and like three quarters or something. They could have run for 300 yards. It's really hard to do much play calling wise when you're just getting the absolute tar beaten out of you up front. Like the Broncos defense was, uh, definitely bad. Uh, definitely just at, um, this at a disadvantage as far as talent goes, but that just looked like a talent disparity up front. And there's not much scheming you can do to overcome that. You know, the old phrase, it's not the X's and those, it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's. I don't think you could tell if he called a bad game or not when you're getting your ass kicked right up the middle of the defense. You you throw everything else out the window. Your linebackers aren't going to look as good. Your defensive secondary is going to look as good because you've got, you're, you're getting gashed up the middle. So until you can stop the old fullback dive, you know, go way back, the old triple option. Option one was give the the belly dive. You can't stop that. You can't do anything. So I don't know what kind of game Evero called because the bills were running at will up the middle. And if you can't stop that, it doesn't matter. And it's not like there weren't players there. You know, they had two inside linebackers, two interior linemen. They were just getting blown off the ball uh, in, in just wide open spaces. Moses in the Red Sea uh, this past Saturday, unfortunately. Uh, Jay Kozad comes in and says, my biggest fear going to the regular season is we're not going to be in football shape. You can only have so many walkthroughs. Again, I've, I'm very pro player, and I am pro player in the sense that I don't think you need to be beating the heck out of each other in preseason to get into football shape. That's what the players want, mostly for the most part. I mean, you've heard Derek Wolf, You've heard Shelby Harris talk about, you know, Vic Fangio's difficult practice pretty much killing them uh, before the season even starts. Um, I don't know if you heard the thing about Scott Frost this past week um, saying, you know, he's bragging about how good his uh, practices have been. He has about seven offensive linemen throwing up every ge- every practice like, buddy, that doesn't sound very good to me. It sounds like you're they're injuring the players. But anyway, um, I think that if the players come through, it is a worry, but it's I'm putting the onus more so on the individual players than not getting it done than the coaching staff. This is what you want. You need to be an adult and do your work then and make sure you're ready to go when when it's actually game time. And there's, there's rules. I mean, there's, there's NFL PA rules about what you're allowed to do and what not to do and how much you're allowed to do and how much you're not allowed to do that. If we are looking at this in a bubble, you know, I'm following several teams. I don't see it being that much different, you know? So if they're, if the, if the Broncos aren't in game shape, is anybody else in that much better a game condition than the Denver Broncos, especially when I'm training at mile high ish and I'm about to go to sea level, you know, I mean, that's, that's an advantage to a certain extent. You know, people always talk about coming to Denver and playing and what a, how hard that is because of the acclimation to the, to the elevation. I, I just don't, I don't see that it's going to be that much different than anybody else. Like the walkthroughs, the lighter practices. That's what I said at the top of the show. 
is all of these non-contact stuff that you're not allowed to do. They the, the coaches complain about what they're not allowed to do at practice, but then they don't take advantage of the preseason games. That's contradictory to me. Yeah. So it's almost like I want to beat the hell out of them at practice when I have control of things instead of letting it go where they could possibly get hurt where I don't have control. And that makes sense for a coach. They're control freaks, but you can't yeah. control everything in there. That's why it's contradictory to me, who's more logical than a control freak. Yeah. Big E coming in and saying, I'm curious who's the bacon and who's the eggs between you guys. And uh, Scott's definitely not the bacon. Um, I can tell you that much. Uh, but also Big E says, Scott would probably say he's Captain Crunch and Nick is the milk. I, you know what? Milk's good. It's good for the bones. I'm okay being the milk. I'm Midwest, right? I'm not Wisconsin, but uh, I guess that would make me, if I'm from Iowa, that would make me the bacon. More pigs than people in the state of Iowa. But uh, <laughs> it's true. Not a joke. Um, but uh, no, absolutely. Uh, it's God, I'm getting hungry for breakfast now. Dom coming in. Good evening, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Ernie May saying, hello, Nick and Scott. Go Broncos. Chase saying, Scott's working overtime this week. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's giving him a run for his money. Scott's going to be horse by the end of this week. Ex uh, extra showers. Extra showers to get ready. No, I College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, it's it's been fun. I'm, I'm glad I'm able to be here in a time where it's more fun to do this in August than it is in June. That's for sure when we're talking about, you know, when you're going to be on a couple times a day and there's different things that happen over the course of the day. There's there's more interesting things to talk about. That's for sure. Uh, ha had someone in the comments saying, you guys are kind of a beating a dead horse. And I was like, well, you know, I've been on several times, but this was Nick's first time back. And it was the first time we had talked about the game. And yeah, I'd said a couple things over and over. And then it hit me today as I was obsessing over this comment, because I tend to do that. And I'm like, golly, you must have really hated the last two, three years with Drew Locke and quarterback and the quarterback debate. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You only talked about one topic, you know, three out of four days at least. Yeah. So uh, yeah. and I said it wasn't about the X's and O's and Jimmy's and Joe's. And, and Andrew comes in with some stars saying it's, it's about the Knicks and the Scots. No, it's That's about... You. It's about the Andrews and the Alberts and the Garys and the Ethans and 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 all all y'all all y'all the Phils everybody love you absolutely we got Rashad Smith coming in saying uh, the starters need to play four plays score a touchdown and sit out we need to see what Russell Wilson looks like with our future with our franchise we're gonna see it soon uh, we've waited this long I'm okay waiting another two weeks um, this you also run the risk of okay four plays is there a chance to get hurt minimally but let's say they go out and it's a three and out. Do you put them back out there again and you just keep adding risk out there for games that 
don't matter. Um, did the Rams need to see that Matt Stafford was their franchise, at least for the next few seasons? No, uh, they did not. So I'm, I'm not really that worried about it again. I think it comes down to the individual players doing their homework, getting it done in practice, and uh, then using the preseason as an evaluation tool and insult tool, more so for the back end of the roster and the young players that need to work on things, such as your Albert Okoye Benams, your Justin Sernads, et cetera, et cetera. And remember, this is the NFL where playoffs are all that matters. So they want to make sure as many teams as possible have a chance at the playoffs. Seven and seven, and you're in the hunt. It's just the way it is. Seven and seven, you're in the hunt. And then we can talk about gelling at the right time and getting hot at the right time and keeping everybody healthy. So I don't think we need to see in the preseason what Russell Wilson looks like with our franchise. I think we need Russell Wilson to be healthy uh, for 17 games this year. That's that that's more of a, a need for me. So um, Bill coming in, calling his shot with some stars. He says Broncos 24, Seattle 3. Wilson doesn't play the second half. Nick ends his streak. Man, we waited all this time. We're only get two quarters. From uh, from Russell Wilson, possibly, possibly. Uh, I think he'll probably play at least three, though. Walk yeah. out, let him walk out, sub him in the middle of the series so he can walk off and get you know jeered, and the, the the traveling support can give him a standing O. That sounds like more fun, doesn't it? Yeah, it does sound uh, a lot more fun. I'm hoping for the Broncos just to punch him in the mouth, uh, have the run game going, make it easy for Russell Wilson. If you pitch and catch big plays, you know the old run and shoot offense. Uh, Ethan coming in yeah, always good be to fun, see. Nick. Just to, to to finish that thought for you to add on to it, would it be fun if the week one was see Russell Wilson? He, he's nothing but a running game anyway. Yeah, and so yeah, <laughs> yeah. God. Like I said, if I can run it down your throat, why would I put it in the air? So yeah. rush for two hundred and fifty yards. That's fine. With great. Me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no issue with that. Ethan, good evening, gents in Broncos country. Good to see you, Ethan. Uh, always appreciate you. Now the, the, the evening crew, I hear you're uh, back stateside, so hope you're doing well. Uh, we appreciate you. We Scott and I miss you in the morning, but uh, glad that you're still hanging out with us here. We really appreciate you. Also, I think I saw that you had a thanks come into one of our morning shows recently, so we really, always, always really there do appreciate that. Thank you. Always there. Yep. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. Kenneth Patterson. Oh, go ahead. Sorry about That's that. That's okay. I just, the, Benjamin Flores put some work into this one. I wanted to make yeah. sure it was seen. So I'm tolling up Where we at? over the top of this one. So what's up, fellas? Super excited for the season, but not going to lie. I'm pretty darn worried about our strength of the line on both sides of the ball, especially yeah. within our division. I just want to win over the Chiefs and would love to sweep the Raiders. A pass rush on our own division might prove to be a problem, though. It's a tough division, without a yeah. doubt. There's nobody saying otherwise. Nobody agrees on anything except that the AFC West is the strongest division in football right now. Yeah. Um, worried about the strength on the defensive lines. I mean, on the lines, not just defensive lines. Yeah, it, it's a little bit of a concern. It was a big problem last year. It was definitely a big problem last year, and you didn't do a whole lot to address it with personnel. DJ Jones should be an upgrade. Um, Josie how, Jewell coming how much? back should help against a run. I think DJ Jones and I think Shelby Harris is getting a little bit underserved. I think DJ Jones, Shelby Harris to DJ Jones is not a monumental uh, change in. Which is a concern level. then, yes. right? Yeah, no, which absolutely. Is, which is a concern. Yep. Yep. Sorry to cut so, you off. I just um, you know, Lloyd Cushenberry in the middle of your offensive line, uh, still relatively, you, you hope unproven because if he's proven, it's been proven to be bad. So you hope that he's still on the ascendancy. So I, I agree with you here, uh, Benjamin. That it, it is a little bit of a concern. 
And you hope that there's enough good things going on around that you'll see less stacked boxes because Russell Wilson will throw the ball downfield. Your quarterback play will be better. Your pre-snap reads will be better. Um, you're getting some weapons back on offense. You've got two great running backs. Again, the receiver, the, the quarterback should help, should be the tide that raises all ships. Mm -hmm. uh, should put the defense back on their heels a little bit more. On defense, you're so good on the edges in the perimeter that you're hoping that it can take away from some perceived deficiencies in the middle of your defense. Yeah. And then maybe some of those guys step up as well. Yeah. I do think that, you know, not to, I didn't want to underserve Shelby Harris. We got a very good player here for a number of years. Uh, I think it was a little bit of more of a down year last year than uh, 2020 for him, but you're definitely an improvement with DJ Jones. It's just the depth around them is questionable. Mike Purcell, we haven't seen him. Last time we saw him, not very good. Uh, Deshaun Williams, probably more of a rotational player in my book. Uh, very undersized for the uh, interior defensive line. You're already getting pushed around, so how much does he help there? Biggest pluses on the defense, though. Josie Jewell coming back. I think... Uh, having Jonas Griffith coming back week, week one, which is our topic today, uh, at least uh, reportedly should be back or very well could be back week one. And then of course the massive uh, upgrades in terms of talent and depth at the edge position, even though your second round pick sounds like he's a little bit over his head right now uh, with some stuff and Nick Benito, you still got depth uh, there at the position. You I want mean, those not, top guys to be healthy though. Not all second round picks are created equally. And you know, yeah. he was 64. Four. Yep, I mean, he one. was he was Mr. Irrelevant in a two round draft. Yep. You know, he was he, yes, he was a second round pick by the skin of his teeth. And you're not ex necessarily expecting him to come in and be an immediate impact guy on every down. If he can come in and again, we've talked about him being designated pass rusher. He make a lot of money if you can get a sack every other game and finish with nine sacks this year. Yeah, you know, that that'd be pretty good. Um George comes in with some stars. He says, do you believe that neither of our old coaches are in the Hall of Fame? Uh, it's not right. Um, no, I don't. I uh, I think both of them probably should be. And, and Mike Shanahan, and I'm, I'm I'm thinking it's Dan Reeves is the other one. Yep. Dan Reeves left a big imprint on this game, and so did Mike Shanahan. Yeah. There's there's guys in it that I think probably don't have the resumes that those two do. To be fair, uh, Coriel deserved to be in as well, and he was uh, selected mm -hmm. this round instead of Reeves and Shanahan. So Reeves and Shanahan will get in eventually. I have very little doubt on that especially, you know, the ripples that Shanahan's uh, West Coast offense still has permeating through the league, uh, being, you know, a Matt Walsh disciple. But uh, Coriel, I mean, he's one of the big offensive innovators in football all time. If you haven't looked him up, uh, make sure you do if you're a football historian. And uh, I'm glad to see that he got in. Um, sucks that Reeves and uh, Shanahan have not yet, but I think in due time, they will. I was a fan of Eric Coriel when I was a kid. You know, mm -hmm. they were cool. Dan Fouts passing the ball was a lot more fun to a nine-year-old kid than three yards in a cloud of dust you know i didn't yep. really like college football i'm like georgia just beat georgia tech on this last drive and all they did was run the ball on the last drive of the game i'm like that's boring i was 10 what did i know I not long ago everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl not anymore the biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names clothes identities and bodies Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. 
They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages are underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. And get the intricacies of, you know, kicking somebody's ass and running it right down their throat is a lot of fun. Um, but you know, no, not to disparage, you know, Coriel, but yeah, Shanahan and Reeves deserve to be in too. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Albert Knopper is coming in saying Ojemudia is probably getting cut when he comes back from the injury. He isn't good enough. I, he's probably, he's been a di- big disappointment, but the issue is guys behind him, uh, not very good either. Uh, Fayon Hicks got beat repeatedly in that bills game. Uh, sound Mathis has been started off hot, but kind of fallen back to the pack a little bit. Bless Austin, very unnotable so far. Uh, Donnie Lewis has been notable in the every wrong way. Um, so uh, I don't see him getting cut because I don't see the options around him. You still have two years of cost control with OG Media. Still a talented player uh, that you hope doesn't see the field that much because Darby and Sertan are staying healthy there on the boundary. But definitely the third cornerback or the f- first backup boundary cornerback, major concern uh, for this defense depth-wise. Major concern. Major concern. Yeah. Um, you are definitely, you know, we've talked before, you can use six or seven corners over the course of a season for sure. So having those guys, uh, you know, step up and, and Oja Moody, that was a pretty rough injury he had last year too. Yeah. You know, he, he was, he seemed to be playing pretty well leading into that spot. Now, how long is it going to take him to go? And hopefully, hopefully not too long. Hopefully we'll see the best out of him right now. I mean, yeah. in the near future, we're not seeing it right now that much we know of. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, and we got uh, Yell or Bassey, who's staying? I'm going with Yell. Yeah, Delarian Turner, Yell. Four years of control still. More versatile, uh, younger, better athlete uh, drafted by this team rather than an undrafted free agent picked up by the Elway regime. I mean, it really seems like Delarian Turner, Yell would probably be the guy. Uh, the question is, how confident are they in the Kawan Williams playing the slot? They have plans for Sertan in the slot some. Uh, do they think Mathis could play a slot? Theon Hicks. So we'll see. I I don't think Bassey is a, I think he's probably slightly less than a Jag out there, um, but we'll see how it plays out. I, I would probably go with the Laren Turner Yell, a little bit more of an explosive uh, player, especially on the special team side. Uh, I had a question on here. What did Bless Austin even come from? Uh, original team was New York Jets. He's 26 year old out of Rutgers, cornerback out of Rutgers. Chop that wood, baby. Um, Cody Wood, uh, Cody W coming in saying, if Sutton, Judy, and KJ are in one is going to be open, you can only double team so many guys. Yeah, one might be open. Is the pass rush going to hold up? But uh, no, absolutely. You hope one of those guys is going to be open there. Um, that seems like the trio you hope is going to be there. It's a little bit unfortunate that you can't be rotating there with Tim Patrick coming in. Uh, don't forget about Tim, man. It's too bad for him. But excited to see what KJ and Judy and Sutton can do. This is a very much a a unit that we should be excited for this year, but probably now has become the, I used to you know bank on the edge rushing position being the most boomer bust on this team. Uh, 
feeling pretty good about the depth of the edges coming in. Malik Reed playing solid out there. I think he's looked better this year than last. Uh, Baron Browning emerging. You have Chubb and Gregory pushing towards being healthy and uh, starting this year. So now it's probably become the wide receivers are the most uh, volatile position on this team that you are really hoping can break out because every single one of those guys, big question marks. And you hope that your quarterback, again, will have the pre-snap reads in order to figure out which of those guys is going to be open. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, And that's the things that they're working on day in and day out. They've been working on since he signed, mm-hmm. including going down to California and, and working together on that. Um, you know, If you see this, I want you to do this. We've heard Russell Wilson say that about different players, some of the young guys too. He said, um, and I can't remember who it was. I actually said about Ojemudia one time. He goes, if you see this look, I want you to do this. And he did it, and I loved it. That's, that's what Russell Wilson was saying about it. So they're they're working on that every time. And having a quarterback like that, those are the things you don't see. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about, a lot about that last year. Like, you know, the difference between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke could be some of the negative stuff that Teddy's able to get them out of before it even happens. Now, he's limited what he's able to do going forward. But how many bad plays does he save that 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 you don't know about because we don't know what the calls are, the checks and those type of stuff. I feel good that Russell Wilson, with his track record, is going to be able to get teams in the right play and pick the right, right wide receivers based on coverage. Yep, absolutely. It should help a lot. It's about the quarterback. Uh, James Richard coming in with the Predator uh, logo there over on YouTube saying, off-topic Broncos fans, please quit putting PS2 in the same sentence as Bailey. That requires a career. Yeah, I mean, putting the cart before the horse there a little bit. You can be excited about Patrick Sertan. Maybe he's the most, I wouldn't even say he's the most talented quarterback since Bailey because I think that's probably not giving enough credit to Tlaib, who was really good here for a number of years. But no doubt Patrick Sertan is an emerging superstar, and it would be incredible if we could eventually have him in the same breath as Champ Bailey. But uh, you're right, Champ Bailey is one of the, you have an argument to say that Champ Bailey is the best cornerback to ever play the game. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And you, you can just talk about on the path or tendencies or, you know, wouldn't it be great if those type mm-hmm. of things. But, you know, when you're putting together an all Broncos team, you know, you got one of the, if you're talking about those two guys and you can only take one, you, you know who Bailey. it's going to be right now. Yeah. It's going to be Champ Bailey. Yep. hundred uh, percent. So let's keep it going here on the news uh, today. At first we got Michael Ronquillo saying who's going to win the backup quarterback job, Rippin or Johnson. My poll question I still think it's going to be Johnson, but it sounded like uh, Hackett said Rippon did well in that last game in comparison to Johnson, who was just running for his freaking life in that game. Man, <laughs> the left tackle, I don't remember who it was, but just got absolutely destroyed by A.J. Epinesa and Shaq Lawson repeatedly out there. But um, I think I think it'll still be Johnson. We'll see how Rippon does against this uh, Vikings team with Johnson getting a go up against the third team. But more of a battle than I had thought uh, prior to that Bills game specifically. Yeah. Uh, um... I think if you're, God forbid, you've got to, let's say Russell Wilson runs in in, in the middle of the third quarter and has to use a restroom, uh, who comes out first? Josh Johnson. I think mm-hmm. I think Josh Johnson's your backup quarterback uh, to start the season. And then before we get to the news, I want to say hey to Lawrence real quick. Came in with some stars. It's, fellas, it's about time I catch a show. I used all my data before the new pay period. Got to get Wi-Fi to catch shows. It's never been harder to watch. Well, we're sorry, man. We're sorry it's uh, it's been a little tough, but we're glad you're here with us. And thank you for the stars, my friend. Yep. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lawrence. It's all good. Thank you uh, for making the time to join us still. And uh, yeah, the news, um, I guess the big news here today, obviously ripping getting the start. We kind of talked about that this morning or last night on all the shows running together, Scott, but uh, 
big news today. Uh, Jonas Griffith sounds like he might be ready week one. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett took the podium today and he was asked about Jonas Griffith being ready to go at, at Seattle in week one. And he said, he was also asked about the impression of the linebacker position. And he said, we're definitely hoping for linebacker Jonas Griffith to be ready by week one. That's kind of our aiming point. We very much dodged a bullet with that one, but the linebackers, they have done a good job. I think they are continually getting better and understanding the system. We have a couple of veterans there and we have some young guys that are really, that have really improved. We want to take advantage of the guys we have here right now. So uh, Joe Schobert, we hardly knew ye. Uh, Jonas Griffith, something we talked about yesterday. Does this mean anything about uh, the likes of, Jonas Griffith, apparently it does. Um, mm-hmm. so she might be ready week one. Uh, even if it's in a, a sparing role, that would be good to get him out there. Yeah, we, we said we had several questions about that move to wave Joe Schobert so quickly. And one of them was, what is this? Does this mean that Jonas Griffith is back sooner than we thought he could be ready for week one? It was a possibility. Does this mean that it's trending that direction? Or was Schobert just that bad combination of several? Um I still think that if Joe Schobert had shown better, he wouldn't have gotten cut. You keep him around. Yeah. Uh, but it also means that, that Jonas Griffith, and, and that's what Nathaniel Hackett confirmed today, that he is trending towards being ready for week one. And that is also on top of hearing KJ Hamler could play in the preseason this week. Also excellent news about Jonas Griffith, the linebacker position. Yeah. So what are your uh, week one expectations for Griffith? And if he is, or do you think he'll be close to playing hundred percent of the snaps or like the main linebacker two percentage of the snaps. Cause it does seem like this Seattle team is probably going to be one that's more, you know, balanced, you know, wanting mm-hmm. to run the football, even though Rashad Penny's injured, Kenneth Walker is dealing with a hernia before it was, Oh yeah, he's definitely going to play week one to now like, Oh, you know, we're going to see how he progresses and how he plays that time. Loved Kenneth Walker coming out. Probably my favorite back in last year's draft. But uh, what are your expectations for Griffith coming off of this? Obviously, neither of us being a orthopedic surgeon. Yeah. Depending on how healthy he is, you know, if he's a hundred percent, then he'll be him and Josie Jewell will be the guys. Uh, I would expect Josie Jewell to see a majority of the snaps in those packages. And then probably, probably splitting with uh, Alex Singleton on there. Again, the passing game on paper doesn't scare you a lick, you know, make sure yeah. that, you know, Metcalf is taken care of, you know, you know where he is. <laughs> and uh, after that, Go after the quarterback. Stop the running game. Crowd the box. Should We've said this before. The Seahawks are going through what the Broncos did. What did you do? You stacked the box. Make the quarterback beat you. Yep. No, absolutely. Okay, so let's say Jonas Griffith is 78%. Random mm-hmm. number. I don't know. Uh, what, 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 would, what do you think plays out there uh, with the other linebacking spots then for the Broncos? It's tough to know just because we don't know how much they're going to play two at a time. Yeah. You know, right now, if it's, if it's one... Joe, uh, Josie Jules probably are going to be your guy early on and, and especially in running type of downs, which is what one out of three. Um, yeah. And after that, we just don't know what Evero is going to be throwing out there as far as how many times are we going to see two linebacker sets um, yeah. enough. But I, I, again, I think, I think if he's hel- if he's healthy ish, as they're working him back up to speed and in the form uh, you go, Josie Jewell will get the most snaps, and then the, the the next two will be a tie somewhere between Singleton and, and Jonas. And not Stranod. Okay, I agree with you. I think it'll be Singleton in that game specifically just because going to see probably more heavier personnel uh, with the Seahawks wanting to run the football. If it was more of a spread-based team, maybe you lean more for Stranod. steady, running game, Yep, all those things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And talking so much about the uh, single linebacker approach, which Ivaro and the Rams did a lot uh, the last couple seasons, I think on paper, in theory, 
that's really good. And I, you know how much I devalue the linebackers compared to other positions. I'm worried that the Broncos defensive line, they don't, I don't know if they have the horses or the, the power up front to do that. And even if they want to do the single linebacker look, you know, you, if you're starting Draymond Jones at 285 and Deshaun Williams at 290 and, and DJ Jones, who's big, but not very long. I don't know if you have the gap control uh, to play the single. Yeah, when I've got Aaron Donald in the middle of my defensive line, I can yeah. do different things. You yeah. know, I can I can get away with only one inside linebacker against a run because he's he's not just occupying two defensive linemen like a a big nose guard might. He's beating them. Yeah, you know, he's he's changing things and pushing things wide and getting penetration so quickly that guys are going outside and you needed more speed on the edges because as soon as you hand off, like oh, there's Aaron Donald. Yeah. So not everybody's got one of those guys. So again. We'll see how the packages start to shape up. This should be a team. The Seahawks should be a team that will try and establish the run a little bit more because there's just no way they trust their quarterbacks. Yeah. And obviously Aaron Donald, best single player in football. Not the most valuable because not a quarterback, but the best player, um, maybe the best defensive player of all time. Uh, But I do think the Rams defense was pretty good defensively, a defensive line specifically around him as well with some mass guys. Greg Gaines, you know, really good nose tackle, playing, played for the University of Washington. Sebastian Joseph Day, sounds like the Broncos tried to get him before uh, he signed with the Chargers and then pivoted paying more money to DJ Jones and also uh, Sean Robinson. So it's, I just don't know if the Broncos have the the actual mass up front uh, to run that. The more I watch how they look up front, now granted, we've only seen Deshaun Williams play like 10 snaps in preseason. Purcell hasn't played any. DJ Jones hasn't played any. Draymond Jones hasn't played any. Maybe it looks completely different, but alarm bells going off for the single linebacker right now because you, you just can't be pushed five yards into the right. linebacker's lap every time. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> definitely uh, Jonathan Harrison, McTelvin, Ajim, not great. Uh, James no, Richard, go ahead. Yeah, James Richard coming in again with two. Uh, $2 coming in blue. So speaking of the running game, the Denver Broncos running game, Javante, 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 let's go Broncos. Yeah. Um, I almost hit. I was trying to click off of that and almost hit leave studio. Bye, Scott. Bye. <laughs> Peace. And we're um, That's our show. Again, you, you should be good enough. You don't want to have to overcompensate for a weakness. You want to be able to have a strength and then get aggressive. So, talking about having one single linebacker for the Rams because you've got an unbelievable strength in front of you lets you do some different things. I don't want to have to commit two linebackers to the line of scrimmage, but mm-hmm. the, the the good part about this defense is they're so good on the back end and on the edges, on the perimeters between what you think you've got with Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory at edge, what you know you've got in Pat Sertan and Justin Simmons, that if you have to load the box a little bit more and dare a team to beat you in the past, you can. You can do that and say, okay, come after our defensive backs. Dare you. We'll, yeah. we'll, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna force you to, because we're gonna, we're gonna have to stop the box, and, and you can, you can stop the run if you sell out to do it. You just are then vulnerable on the back end. Yeah. Well, how vulnerable are you when you've got this set of defensive backs and edge guys? As long as the top guys stay healthy, uh, that's mm-hmm. why we keep talking about the depth of the cornerback room being a not a red flag, but maybe a, a pink flag uh, for us here, at least for me, uh, entering this season. Uh, we had a question here from Cody W saying, does Benito, does Benito take Reed's spot? Should Reed make the team? If the Broncos can get, let's say, a fifth round pick for Reed, I'm probably sending him off uh, just because you only have one year of control. You got other options there uh, for him. But Reed, I thought has looked okay in preseason. I'm definitely a critic of him being a starter, but as your fourth rusher, that's 
That's pretty good. Um, and uh, we had a comment from Bradley Chubb today on the podium talking about Benito saying uh, just trying to help him has been the main thing. Uh, trying not to think, uh, try not to think of it big picture. And I think more yeah. of, okay, this is what I have to do right now. Compartmentalize. Also, yes. Compartmentalize. One play at a time, kid. That's what he's saying. One play at a time. <laughs> and, and then he said, I feel like he's going to get better as time goes on. Like you said, you can see him swimming and thinking too much out there. Just have to calm your mind when you're out there. And yeah, uh, went back, watched number 42 so far in preseason. Hasn't looked good. Has looked good first step. Um, speed guy, no doubt. But if offensive lineman gets their hands on him, they are taking him for a ride and washing him out of plays. And a lot of his run defense uh, that we've seen is him overcommitting on some plays. And if the running back bounces outside at all, or it's a trap, I mean, God forbid, <laughs> there's going to be some space uh, for the uh, the rushers of the quarterback. So probably Reed right now should make the team. Uh, Benito is very much limited to third and long uh, packages until he shows he can not be a detriment to the team uh in run defense lawrence coming in also with some stories says the weeks uh go i have a feeling we're overhyping our our wide receiver core how do i even stop stack up against the league personally i think they're more middle of the pack even though i want them to be superstars but who knows i could change with russ or so we hope and the thing is is you don't necessarily need three superstars i think you've got as good a group as Maybe not any. There's probably some some better ones out there, but Cortland Sutton was on the way to being a superstar before he got hurt, uh, and he was doing it with some Jags at quarterback. Uh, you know, with with poor quarterback play, he should be back. You heard me say just a few minutes ago that it, it typically takes 18 months to come back fully. I mean, fully, fully from a, a bad ACL tear. Yeah, He's back. We're going to see hopefully the best of of Cortland Sutton for a skill player. Uh, strength guys can can usually overcome it a little bit sooner. Uh, but the quick twitch guys, it, it's it, it's a it's a nasty. It's still a nasty injury. People come back sooner, but there's still a lot to it. And there's usually setbacks along the way. Something else tears that atrophied while you weren't able to work your knee as well. There's a lot of hamstring pulls that go along with those. Um, Jerry Judy, he was a first round pick for a reason. A lot of talent. KJ Hamler, again, there's talent there. It's unproven talent for the most part, and that's that's kind of what you're saying, Lawrence. So are we overhyping them? No, I rarely overhype. I'm kind of undersell, trying to overdeliver. I just think there's a lot to be excited about there. And there's a lot of potential there to be excited about. I've said, frankly, going back to a, a you know an Atlanta Falcons discussion that Drake London, the rookie wide receiver for Atlanta, could end up being the highest receiver out of this bunch, surely on available targets. Mm-hmm. I might not have a 1,500-yard receiver with the Denver Broncos because I'm going to have four guys catch 800 yards, you know, so we might not know that they're breakout wide receivers because as a collective, none of them really shines. We may have individual games of brilliance, but it could be a different guy every other game. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think Lawrence is pretty, unfortunately more right on the money than we think kind of already talked about earlier, What a high variance position. Now that Tim Patrick, your steady guy uh, is out Mm -hmm. for the season, but really the one here that needs to part of my language would step the hell up is uh, Jerry Judy, you know, take mm-hmm. being drafted before CD lamb being drafted before Justin Jefferson, the poor body language, the tweets, um, you know, I got, at least I got my conditioning and after playing the, the chiefs, a lot of people, you know, love Judy because the Alabama, the highlight tapes and whatnot, very talented player, but that's three years in the past. Now, now you have a quarterback. Now you have Tim Patrick out of there. Judy has to step, step up or the offense is going to be limited. So uh, not, not saying throw down the gauntlet, but you know, Dude, dude's got to grow up and dude's got to deliver uh this season it's n- not now or never but it's now for sure 
I always like to poke fun at Calvin Ridley uh, being a double holdback old guy. Yeah. Um, Jerry Judy will finish this season younger than Calvin Ridley was as a rookie with the Atlanta Falcons. So he's still a relatively young dude. I mean, you're talking yeah. about him growing up. Well, yeah, he, it's time. He's 23 years old. Um, he'll turn 24 after the season, for God's sakes. He's, he is a young dude, and it is time for him to grow up. And hopefully that happens with the Denver Broncos. It's one of the risks of taking a guy that's so young is I'm going to burn through my four years and make a decision on a fifth-year option on a guy that's still in his early 20s. Yeah. You know, he's he's a baby. So, you know, hopefully he will. But that's part of the scouting process is the maturation of the players. Uh, hopefully, hopefully this is his time. I, I have full confidence that in this offense, playing in the middle, he's going to be the go-to guy when a play breaks down. When Russ begins to improvise, he's going to be a go-to guy. Yeah. First, Michaela coming in saying, hey, guys, sorry I'm late. Let's ride. Mm-hmm. Who else is joining the fantasy league? Uh, Scott, are you in the fantasy league for MHH? That's more of a Scott and, uh, or excuse me, Chad and Zach thing. Yeah, I'm not in the fantasy league. I am not. So um, she's on YouTube. Maybe some of the other players are other other folks. We got, you know, pushing 200 people in the chat. So yeah. I'm sure you can find someone that is, but I am not. I do not play fantasy football. Yeah, that's uh, not been my thing. We got Ethan coming in 25 smackaroos coming in uh saying i read it's dollars now we're over on the dollar side i said i read hamler is going to wear a brace all season his game is speed thoughts uh did you see this about hamler wearing a brace i i hadn't seen that yet but that doesn't bother me so much the technology and those things it it, i wouldn't mind him being in two braces um you know there's there's different braces there's the big strap-on things that look like leg casts that the offensive linemen wear and then there's there's smaller braces for skill guys. So if it makes him, especially early on, if it hinders him at all and starts messing with his ability to make money, he'll tear the thing off if he yeah. feels and comfortable. He did mention it in his press conference saying the knee brace is annoying, but I have to wear it. That's the only thing. But other than that, I'm moving good. So, uh, yeah, okay. keep an eye on it. Um, definitely something to keep it. Uh, so ponder and a uh, good calling out there, Ethan. Um, maybe it'll hinder him some, but even uh, KJ Hamler playing at uh, – you know, 90% speed is faster than 90% of the wide receivers in the league. We got Patrick Witsy coming in saying, good afternoon, evening, Wiltsy. my coffee friends. Wiltsy. Is this our is this our coffee buddy? That absolutely is, Lion oh, Coffee. You know, I'm going to show God. real quick, Patrick, because Patrick, this isn't an ad. This isn't a paid ad or anything. This is just a thank you that I want to give every so often. But uh, Patrick was watching the show. So, hey, any of y'all like some coffee? Uh, we're like, uh yeah uh might fit better on broncos for breakfast even though you're in hawaii uh and he sent us an assortment of coffees from lion coffee from hawaii and he can join us in the evenings and this is broncos for breakfast for dinner so um i went through the french roast first loved it and i'm not a french roast guy i am a dark roast Mm -hmm. but not a french roast loved it so can't wait to dig into some others patrick you the man thank you so much i highly recommend checking out lioncoffee.com yeah, really good. I took it with me backpacking this weekend with my French press. Uh, I took some macadamia, macadamia and vanilla and uh, had it sitting there with mountain views. And man, it was hard to beat. So, Patrick, thank you so much, man. That was that was so nice of you. I can't even get over it. Um, definitely my coffee friends. Good stuff. If I'm ever, if I'm ever in Hawaii, I'll be definitely checking out uh, Lion Coffee for sure. Um, James Richard over on YouTube again, $2 saying, who's a better 
middle linebacker, Gregory or Benito. Well, neither of these guys are middle linebackers, but I guess Benito is a little bit more of a hybrid player. Uh, so I'd go with him, but Gregory is definitely the better edge rusher. Um, yeah. And I, I didn't know if he meant uh, Browning on that either. Um, I would, if I had to put one of them at middle linebacker, I'd put Randy Gregory in there. He's bigger, longer, just as good an athlete. So, um, or major league baseball, I haven't seen him, you know, swing a bat, but, um, who fits better in the middle, Gregory Bernito, I, I, if I had to choose one, but I'm not exactly sure that's what you meant, same. So if you have again, and I missed this one earlier, so I apologize, Mark. Um, the second Facebook page started getting stars and I, I, I didn't see it come in. Um, so this one was from way earlier. Thanks for your patience. And sorry, I missed it. But he says, any cornerback you see assigning with cuts and free agency. Um, I went on record this morning saying I would bet a lot of money. There is a 300 pounder that comes in that is on this roster that is not on this roster. Now, um, come 53, come the fifth, come 53, come first week of the season. Could that happen in the cornerback too? Now the, the hard part, Mark is, do you say, is this, is it an option? Yeah. There's going to be some talented players out there. There's about to be a thousand new players that become available on the waiver wire over the course of the next week. Um, are they better than what you've got? Maybe, maybe. Now I feel confident saying there's going to be some defensive linemen out there that become available that you'll want to bring in. So I, I truly believe there will be another big interior lineman that comes in, but it could it happen at cornerback too, Nick. I think it might, but a lot of it's going to depend on Michael Ojemudia's health, but that boundary cornerback spots, Concerning the big issue is that a lot of teams <laughs> feel that way about their first cornerback right. off the bench. So are you going to get a guy better than even Demari Mathis or Michael Ojemudia off the street? I, I don't that know. Said, not everybody's going to have, you know, going to be a contender. Yeah. You know, that's where having Russell Wilson and saying, you know, the new excitement that goes around, that's where that helps, you know, where I can get a guy coming, you know, a Stefan Gilmore that got waived after week one because they couldn't come to a contract extension. All right, I want to play. And at the time, Carolina Panthers, where he was from, they were 3-0 and You know, at the time. Yeah, they were a dumpster fire after that, and it was all a mirage. But, uh, you know, he ended up going to the Indianapolis Colts. So this year, because they're perceived contenders. So how many players that you will be, how many teams will you be competing with that look like better contenders than you? I think that's a question I'm trying to spit out. Yeah the guys that could be available might want to come here more. So especially playing with uh, Sertan, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, Patrick also coming in. Do you think we might pick up right tackle from waivers or cuts? Yeah. The same I, question. <laughs> yeah. I think right tackle is less likely than cornerback wide receiver. Even, even though the Broncos have some good wide receivers, maybe looking for a guy there tight end and a cornerback, just because the right tackles available probably aren't not going to be great. Um, you're probably more so banking on Billy Turner being good, being like, well, if we have to go with Calvin Anderson, we can, and uh, I think it's more of a position where let's say Billy Turner has a setback on wood. Uh, Calvin Anderson is just not getting it done. You might have to bite the bullet and give up some draft capital to make a move there uh, when the time comes. But I just, I don't see any tackles becoming available. That would be better than Calvin Anderson for the price that you have to pay. Yeah. So, well, again, you asked the question, who's, who's going to be out there. That's the hard part. Um, I, I don't, you know, Calvin Anderson, again, there is your depth. He, mm -hmm. he was okay. He was your third guy. You know, you're kind of waiting on, on, on Tom Compton to get healthy again, to provide some more <clears throat> competition in that spot. Um, Cause the two guys that you brought in to compete for the starting right tackle position, neither one of them have played it down yet. 
well, not that any of them have, but in the preseason either. So um, we'll see. We'll see. You know what? I love seeing those EJ coming in. You've been a monster this month, EJ. A monster coming in hot pink. The fuchsia says, I'm late, but I'm glad I may have caught you live. Keep up the great work. Thank you, dude. It's guys like you that keep us going. No doubt about that. Appreciate you, EJ. Yeah, thank you so much, EJ, man. That's, again, coming in big time. Uh, we appreciate you so much. Uh, so, Scott, any other takeaways from these press conferences before we start to wrap it up here? Let me see. I felt like there was... Um, KJ Hamler, Bradley Chubb, and Nathaniel Hackett, the big ones today. And Jonas Honestly, Griffith. Jonas Griffith, too. Yeah, Jonas back. Griffith news. And then, I, I, you know, the the talk, you know, Brett Rippon being mentioned is, you know, going to start. He said he's earned it. He will get that, that start. And then for me, again, we hit it at the top of the show. Thoughts on wide receivers Kendall Hinton and uh, and Seth Williams. I think all these guys have a chance to be able to play in the NFL. Oh, that's foreboding. Yeah, That, that means, but not here. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But that's what my cynical self heard when I uh, when I hear that quote but not here. So we'll see. Got about six days until the 53. Yeah. We'll be interesting to see how it plays, um, plays out. But uh, we got Quentin coming in saying good show, Nick and Scott. Thank you so much. Yeah. We're going to be wrapping up here. I got to go make dinner and get ready for a backpacking trip that I leave for tomorrow. So uh, back out into the wilderness, I go, got to make it take advantage of the, what is it? Two months of great weather we have here in the Pacific Northwest when it's just heaven on earth. The other times it makes the clouds and the rain worth it. But uh, we appreciate you guys joining us again today. Uh, Scott and I will see you again tomorrow morning. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you're following us at uh, BFB underscore pod and MHI underscore pod. Uh, both shows today, whichever one this is. I'm wearing the MHI hat. Luke will be back next <laughs> week. Um, also follow us at Mile High Huddle. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook community, facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. And as the ticker says underneath, if you're joining us on YouTube today, please subscribe, like, and share over on YouTube. Hit the bell notifications for when we go live. So that way, if some folks aren't immediately on time, like Scott and I are typically, uh, you're not sitting there waiting, twiddling your thumbs. You know, you can go take the trash out or, you know, start cooking dinner or make yourself some coffee, you know, whatever you like to do, maybe some lion coffee. Uh, so appreciate you guys. Scott, what's the rest of your night looking like? Oh, bedtime for me, dude. Braves oh, already man. played and they put up oh. 14 on the Pirates today. So I'll probably, you know, chill out, get a show, get up bright and early and be ready to go again tomorrow morning talking some Broncos football. And uh, some of y'all will see in the morning um, for others that are just, you know, that we only get to catch at night. I'm glad I got to see you a couple times this week. It's been a, it's been a pleasure being in, on this side of the camera for you and kind of reintroducing myself to uh, to Broncos country. I've had a blast. Yeah. A lot of fun. Um, we'll see you guys in the morning show, uh, seven o'clock mountain time, but until then you guys make sure you're choosing kindness and compassion. We'll see you tomorrow. Go Broncos. You've been listening to the huddle up podcast. Join Broncos country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. 
Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.